Oh, I can't imagine not using every piece of my social work training to do this. Um, the biggest thing I went to school for was to be a family counselor. That was always the goal. And, uh, and that was looked into PhD in psychology, but didn't want to spend that much money or that much time in school. So I found that the social work degree that uh, a lot of people that are counselors have. And it's just a, a focus really on family systems. And so what you'll hear me say a lot when I speak, and I think it's in some of my bios as well, is that Alzheimer's disease is not something that just impacts the patient. It really impacts the entire family, the entire family. One Trust Home Loans, and this is the Serving Senior Podcast. And today we have one of those people that you love to hear talk, Miss Cheryl Blanchard. Now she's with Alzheimer's Tennessee. She's the regional director, and she has an awesome heart for serving seniors. She's one of those people that highlight because they make sure seniors have the best retirement possible. And Cheryl also focuses on helping the people around them because it's not just the senior that's going through challenges, it's their family. And Cheryl talks about how she helps people through those difficult situations. So you're gonna be in for a real treat. And before we get started, as you know, um, One Trust Home Loans and my team, we put together this podcast because what we do is help seniors get through those difficult situations as well. We work directly with the seniors on senior lending. So some seniors have challenges with cash flow and retirement. Well, we work closely with some federally insured programs that help seniors have more cash flow in retirement, thus gives them more time. They don't have to get jobs in retirement as much. Also gives them more cash flow and most importantly, gives them more peace of mind. So please reach out to us if we can give you the background on how it could work for a free consultation on giving. If you're a senior or someone you know, more peace of mind and more cash flow in retirement, that's what we do. So Without further ado, Ms. Cheryl Blanchard. Hey guys, this is Matt Helton with One Trust Home Loans, as well as the Serving Senior Podcast. And you're in for a real treat today because we have Ms. Cheryl Blanchard. She's with Alzheimer's of Tennessee. And I actually said of, and I'm not supposed to. So she's going right. <laughs> to Alzheimer's Tennessee. And Ms. Cheryl is amazing because she really shines a spotlight on the world of seniors. And also she's one of those people we talk about that's making sure seniors don't just get by or don't just survive, but thrive in their retirement. So Cheryl, thank you so much for being here and thank you for all you do. Thanks for having me, Matt. Great to be here. You are so, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. Well, Cheryl, maybe you could bring us up to speed because a lot of our close friends know all the great things you've done and your background, but not everybody does. So I'd love to hear maybe your journey, how you got into serving seniors, maybe where you're from. Just tell us a little background on who Cheryl is. Absolutely. Well, I'm in a, a following Tim Tuttle, my friend's footsteps, and let you know that I am originally from Georgia. Uh, okay. <laughs> he shared his uh, his home. So I'm originally from Georgia, uh, but moved to Tennessee in 2000. So on Y2K Day, oh. I was moving a family of four and pulling U-Haul trailers. So we landed in Tennessee on that day over in Knoxville. And uh, that's where I first got involved with um, Alzheimer's Tennessee. But uh, my background is I've got a master's degree in social work. 
So working with seniors is a far cry from where I started because I started out as a counselor for um, women and children in abusive situations. So that's my, my origins. And I worked with uh, infants that were at risk and children at risk. And then I took some time off to raise my family. And when I went back to work, I went back to work for a home health agency there in Knoxville. And I met my first family that was impacted by Alzheimer's disease. I didn't understand what I was seeing at the time. But once I figured it out, I was very, very concerned that there were not enough resources out there for caregivers. So my first step into the Alzheimer's world was with this family I went to visit. And I went back to the home health agency and said, this is not acceptable. We've got to do something for this family. We can't just leave her like this. And uh, obviously, you know me, I became very passionate about working with these families and actually wrote a, a proposal for a program that even if the person with dementia was not our identified patient, not the one that Medicare identified, that we could write in um, coding for caregiver stress, caregiver burnout, uh, patients with a caregiver that wasn't fully available and uh, or if it was the the patient with dementia and they were able to get me in there to work with the family to educate them get them connected to resources and of course one of those resources was Alzheimer's Tennessee always made sure they had that phone number and knew about all the in incredible programs they offer so it's been quite a journey wow that's awesome uh, maybe maybe uh, dive into a little bit how did your background in social work help you and what you're doing now Oh, I can't imagine not using every piece of my social work training to do this. Um, the biggest thing I went to school for was to be a family counselor. That was always the goal. And, uh, and that was looked into PhD in psychology, but didn't want to spend that much money or that much time in school. So I found that the social work degree that uh, a lot of people that are counselors have. And it's just a, a focus really on family systems. And so what you'll hear me say a lot when I speak, and I think it's in some of my bios as well, is that Alzheimer's disease is not something that just impacts the patient. It really impacts the entire family, the entire family unit. And so that really, it takes me back into all the family systems training I had, uh, because that was the focus of that, is that things rarely happen in a vacuum. So because of all that training I had, working with families, understanding dynamics, communication, and all that, I'm really able to pull a lot of that out and use it when I'm working with a family that's dealing with this diagnosis. Hmm. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Well, you know, we, uh, we see a lot of people that help seniors, but we don't see a lot of people that are as passionate about it and really put their heart into it like you do. So thank you for doing that for everybody. Yeah, that's great. Well, I, I know, but maybe not everybody knows, maybe share with us some of your your superpowers, you know, some of the things that really help you, maybe some qualities, either from when you're younger or as you've been growing up that, that really help you serve seniors at a high level. Okay. Well, like I said, you know me, so you've already said passionate a couple of times. I When I um, care about something, a, a career, a, a family member, whatever, it's it's 100% in. So I guess uh, one thing I would say that everybody would would say about me is I'm very passionate about my work. I'm very committed to the families I work with, but also won't just do anything good enough. I, I really like to go uh, that extra step, really uh, thinking outside the box, thinking of things that families may not even recognize as a need, and then guiding them back you know, to community resources like you and all the other great folks we get to work here, uh, work with here in Nashville area in Middle Tennessee. Uh, I, I think the family counseling background that I've got is just hands down, one of the best skills I bring 
because oftentimes families come in and there may be five siblings and only one sibling is taking on caregiver responsibilities. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of, of stress, anxiety, sometimes even some anger and feeling dumped on. And I'm able to, you know, it's not, it's not doing family counseling. Certainly that's not what, what we'll say we're doing, but just bringing those skills in to communicate with that family, to help them uh, identifying needs that they haven't thought about yet. And when I'm working with families that they are all there, just helping them communicate with each other and really make a, a solid plan. One of the hardest things I see is when there are siblings or, or uh, children or even brothers and, uh, and sisters of the person with dementia, and they don't all agree on what should be done. And that just puts everybody, as you know, in a standstill, mm -hmm. which means the the person with the diagnosis is not getting their needs met. So I, I love to pull those families together. We'll do uh, family consultations in the office. I've met folks in their homes. We meet at coffee shops. We meet at restaurants, wherever we need to be, where we can all be together and really try to help them understand what some of the needs are that they may not have thought about, and then try to get everybody on that same page. And then get them connected to the resources that can help them because we do call it a journey. It is quite a journey from diagnosis on, but uh, one of our mottos is it's a journey no one should take alone, uh, alone. And with Alzheimer's Tennessee being here, they certainly don't have to. We're here to really serve those families as much as we can. Yeah. What a great service. What a great service. Um, maybe you give us some background on some ways and some situations where you guys are helpful with the community, but also maybe some specific examples where you can help a specific client or specific patient you're referred to. So we have a number of programs and services. And uh, of course, you can uh, go on our website and locate a lot of them uh, out in the community. We do things like provide staff training. In fact, the last two days I've been doing staff training in some of our great communities here in Middle Tennessee. We actually walked them through the virtual dementia tour which is an experience where staff who work in memory care go through a, a simulation to kind of see what it's like for their, the residents they're caring for. And hands down, that's one of my favorite things to do because I've never come away from one of those where the staff isn't saying, oh my gosh, we didn't realize this is amazing. It's really going to change their approach. Uh, so in addition to that, we also do staff training for in-home care for uh, communities, um, assisted living and memory care. We've done training in hospitals. We have training for first responders. We speak at Rotary Clubs and uh, all kinds of civic organizations, Kiwanis, any of those things, chambers. So anybody who needs a speaker on Alzheimer's disease, we just love being out there and, and sharing that education with the community, getting them more involved. For uh, individuals, it starts with that first phone call. You know, we man a 24-hour helpline. And the great thing about our helpline is that it's going to be answered by the regional director in your community. So for Middle Tennessee, when a family calls in in crisis, they're going to get to speak directly to me. They're not going to be handed off three or four times. Now, if people ask me about that, yes, I do get to sleep and take a day off occasionally. So we partner with Medic Alert. And so Medic Alert will answer in the middle of the night and on holidays. But what they do is send me an email. And let's say, Matt, if it was you, I'd have an email at eight o'clock the next morning. Um, hey, Cheryl, Matt Helton called in. This is his situation. Here's his phone number. He's expecting a call from you. And I get that immediately. So even when I'm away from the office, I can certainly look and see if there's an emergency situation and we'll call him back immediately. And if it can wait till the next business day, we reach back out. But again, it's that that personal contact. So that's there. We operate a number of support groups, both in person and virtually. And I'm excited to say that I started my ninth 
in-person support group just last week. So those are out there for families and being a social worker, I'm a big, big fan of support groups. I think there's just nothing like that to help you deal with a difficult situation. We've got on our website, our Caregiver Academy, which are brief videos where family caregivers or people who want to learn more about what it's like to be a caregiver can hop on there for three to five minute videos that just tell them more about Alzheimer's disease and the other dementias, because we certainly help families with the others. The community education that we have, we have a webinar coming up on September 12th about Lewy body, because that's one that a lot of people don't understand. So we said, let's, let's put that out there. Let's get this information out. So that one's coming up. Our, our caring and coping is coming up October the 19th. That's a workshop for family and professional caregivers. Okay. But we also do services for the folks with a diagnosis. So I'm excited to say that we actually host an online support group for the person who has a diagnosis. So they can come together with others and, and work through their feelings and learn our um, caregiver. Um, I mentioned the Caregiver Academy, but the Live Well Academy is also an online education site for folks with a diagnosis. And then we have Memory Cafe where they get together. So it really is just well-rounded for services we provide to those in the community, but also for those with a diagnosis and those, those caring for them. Wow. That's all. I'm, now I'm a little disappointed. I know you're an overachiever. I can't believe you haven't got 10 support groups. You've only got nine going. I mean, come you on. Know, you know, Matt, just, just to let you know, I'm in talks with two other communities. Okay. So. That's what I'm talking about. 11 <laughs> support. Coming. That's about 11. That would be about right. Yeah, and we want to try, uh, we try to spread those out right now. It's kind of heavy in the um, Davidson, Williamson County areas, but we're starting a brand new one in Murray County, and we've got some in Rutherford County, and we're looking to just continue to expand that because the, the closer it is to you, obviously, the easier it'll get to you, but we also have the three statewide um, Zoom support groups because we recognize that sometimes a family could really benefit from a support group, but their thing is they have nowhere to leave my loved one with. How can I go? So we have them on Zoom and, you know, sometimes a loved one will pop in the room and we just all smile and wave and mm -hmm. uh, and let the caregiver handle that. And then they come back and join us. So it's a wonderful opportunity for folks who really otherwise would not be able to participate. That's and uh, one for Middle Tennessee where I lead it, it can be for anybody in the state, but that's Monday night at six. Okay, that's great. Mm -hmm. Well, that's why we're lucky to have you on. You got so much going on and we're happy to to actually nail you down for a few minutes because you don't let much grass grow underneath your feet. It doesn't sound like you're always helping. <laughs> That's really cool. Well, maybe Cheryl, you can fill us in. What's the significance of September 1st? So September 1st today, Matt, is our birthday. So uh, a mm -hmm. lot of people may not have heard about Alzheimer's Tennessee or they think when they do, they think we're a relatively new organization. Okay. But uh, today is actually our 40th anniversary, our 40th birthday. So we got started over in the Knoxville area. When a lot of families and even some physicians came together and more and more people were getting this diagnosis and there just weren't resources. There wasn't a lot of information. So they came together and they founded Alzheimer's Tennessee there in Knoxville. And then uh, since then, we, we saw the need for these services. So we expanded over into Northeast Tennessee, even up into Virginia some okay. because of the services we provide and folks in Virginia want them. So we kind of crossed that border there. And then we expanded uh, this direction. We're on the plateau in Tullahoma, of course, here in Middle Tennessee. And then we've got an office in Jackson, which is our newest office. So that should have been six regional offices. But uh, in those 40 years, we've really expanded to cover the entire state. So we truly are Alzheimer's Tennessee, but also just to continue making sure that the communities who need those services have access to them. Okay. 
That's great. That is great. So 40 years as of today. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, congratulations. You don't look Thank a day you. over 30. I can't. Thank uh, you very much. We don't. You're, but... <laughs> you're, well, you're welcome. Well, maybe you could fill people in because you're only one person. You do a great job, do a lot of stuff, maybe some events coming up or how people could be involved, whether it's this year or in the future. What do you guys do on an ongoing basis? Absolutely. Well, you know, we have the, the walk coming up, which I know uh, you're aware of because we've got a, a great group of volunteers that are going to help me plan that walk. Uh, we're excited. I know that the beans were almost filled a couple of weeks ago, but we made a big announcement last week that the Middle Tennessee Walk for 2024 is actually going to be at the park at Harlan Cell Farm. So we're mm -hmm. expecting an amazing event that is on April 20th. Uh, we yeah. certainly use volunteers to help set up, help run with the different booths, just make sure that event runs smoothly and everybody has a great time. So I uh, loved having volunteers come out to that walk and love to see everybody who sees this sign up and, and come join us. That is our largest fundraiser of the year. Yeah. So, but leading up to that, you know, there's a lot of uh, papers to be printed and sorted and mailed and put together. So uh, we often use office volunteers. Uh, it may not sound like a very glorious job, but believe me, I wouldn't get done half of what I get done if I didn't have some of those folks helping us put together uh, corporate information packets that get delivered, getting things prepared for the walk, just helping me just spread the word. That's one of the biggest things to do is when you hear that we're having an event, say, hey, have you heard about this? And it's going to be great. And just uh, if you have a flyer, sharing it on your social media, sharing it by mailing it out, handing it out, whatever. So we do those kinds of things. And then um, one of the biggest things we need is folks just to join us and you know, to sign mm. up for the walk. That's going to be a blast. We've got, of course, the 80s concert coming back, which we're excited. It's going to um, it's going to be a double party next year because we're holding it on May the 4th. And any Star Wars fan that hears that knows that's a May the 4th day. May the so 4th. Uh, May okay. the 4th, we're having our Rocking Against Alzheimer's. This will be our second year. It was hugely successful last year. So um, just buy a ticket, come out, listen to Mixtape. They're an outstanding 80s tribute band. And that'll be at Hop Springs on May the 4th. So you can dress up in your best 80s attire or dress up in Star Wars. We're going to we're going to accept you either way. But but that's a great event. Um, also coming up, just a really fun thing is our race across the state. So we have a purple pace car that drives from Memphis all the way up to Bristol. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. It's fantastic. We partner with Walmart stores across the state to have pit okay. stops. So the pit stops I'll be responsible for, and this is on September the 20th, we'll be in Dixon at the Walmart there from 12 to 3, 12 to 3, and then we'll be at the Old Fort Walmart in Murfreesboro from 3 to 6. And at those events, we have live music, we have food trucks, the Purple Pace car makes an appearance. Uh, here in Murfreesboro, we've got lightning from MTSU that's going to come out and you can get your picture taken with uh, lightning if you want to come to that. Of course, get your picture in front of the purple pace car. And that's raising awareness for our silver alert law and our silver alert kits. Got it. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. How do you keep up with all that? Great calendars. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, Cheryl, maybe you could tell, I know when, when I give to a cause or involved, I always want to, mm -hmm. you know, not just here in general, but maybe put a face or a situation mm -hmm. with the cause, you know, how it equates to real people. So do you have mm -hmm. an example of what the organization does with a specific person? Just an example, if you can share, would be great. 
have so many examples of that, um, but my favorite, and it won't be an in, a specific individual, it'll just be kind of a conglomeration. Sure. But my favorite thing is when a family comes in looking like deer in the headlights and they have a lot of misinformation uh, and they leave a meeting with us uh, understanding more, being equipped with resources. And, you know, one does pop to mind. I had a lady call me um, a couple of weeks ago and uh, she was in tears. She was absolutely devastated. And she was told that her husband had Alzheimer's because someone gave him a three question test and diagnosed him with Alzheimer's by asking three questions. And then she was told by her friends who meant well, that um, you need to get all of your resources out of his name and into your name because he's going to be in a nursing home and they're going to take everything away from you. So you can imagine being told that she was devastated. So we talked a lot about what Alzheimer's is, that there is no three question test uh, you might be picking up on some memory issues, but on any given day, Matt, three questions you and I might not do so well. Depends on the questions, but right. uh, really calmed her down, gave her a lot of education about how to get an accurate diagnosis. She did already have an appointment to have some more thorough testing done. So she had taken care of that one, but I was really able to correct a lot of bad information that was really, really frightening her. And uh, then uh, got her equipped with some folks that you and I both know that are connected, that are going to fill in the gaps in her knowledge and her information. And we probably talked about two hours. And by the time we were over, she went from being scared and being convinced that she was going to put him in a nursing home and lose everything to understanding that he wasn't even diagnosed yet. Mm. I mean, this could be nothing. This could be an infection or it could be a, a drug interaction or all kinds of other things or many things that can cause the symptoms. Mm. And it looks like it's dementia, but it really isn't one of the diseases that causes dementia. So to get off the phone with her and hear her say, I feel so much better. That that's it all day, every day. That's what we do. And then that's what, that's what gets me going and gets me excited. Wow. Um, and the other thing is just knowing with the um, silver alert kits, and I think it'll look blurry if I, oh no, there you go. Oh, so, so these, you've, well, you've probably seen those. That's great. Yeah. So, you know, we put the Birchwood uh, state legislators and lawmakers and local law enforcement to get the silver alert law passed okay. about three years ago. And so that law brought together law enforcement agencies. So now they have a, a standardized practice. So when someone goes missing, they all kind of have a standardized practice working alongside with the TBI. But when law enforcement went out, they said, the families don't have everything that we need. They need to have a current photograph. They need to know the year, make, model, and, and tag number of the car. And they didn't have that. So we worked and, and put together these free silver alert kits. And any family that has a loved one with dementia, can contact us, we'll send them out that free kit and it guides them into gathering all the information they need should a loved one go missing. And our rate with the TBI right now for silver alerts issued and silver alerts resolved runs around 95% or so. Wow. So that's really a life-saving program that we're very, very excited about. Wow, that's a fantastic program. When uh, How long has that been around? The law I think was passed in 2021, Okay. And then uh, May is recognized now across the state as Silver Alert Awareness Month. So we try to hold a lot of events there. And then the kits have been out about a, a year and a half or so, maybe two years. So okay. we make those available pretty much anytime we hold an event, we've got some of those with us. So any family that walks up and needs one, but you can also go on the website and order those. And, and I would just encourage anybody, if you know someone that's caring for a loved one with dementia, please contact us. Let's get one of these in their hands because it really truly is a life-saving program. Mm, sounds like it. That's great. Uh, Cheryl, anything that I should have asked you or anything you want to get out there that we haven't talked about? 
Well, I think one thing that's really important for folks listening here in Middle Tennessee is to understand that Alzheimer's Tennessee is a completely independent nonprofit. Okay. So we just serve the state of Tennessee. And I, I know I, you do things dealing with people's money. So you'll understand this, you know, when you're spending money, it's really great to know where that money is going. Okay. And so all of the programs and services we talked about is what's supported when you attend a walk or, or sponsor a walk. But the other really exciting thing about that is that we can tell you that all funds raised stay local to serve local families. Mm-hmm. So I'm here in Middle Tennessee. Anything that we do to raise money in Middle Tennessee, you know you're going right back into helping your your neighbors, your, your church members, your family, your loved ones, and folks right here in your own community. And we're really proud that we're able to say that we truly do keep all those funds local. Wow, that's awesome. It's a, it's a uh, I know as far as uh, nonprofits, the percentage that goes to the cause is super important. And I know you guys are real focused on the mm-hmm. majority, supreme majority of the money going to the cause, which is very admirable. Yeah, the last report I had was around 85 cents of every dollar raised going back out into programs and services. So we're really proud of that as well. We That's what we're here for. And we mm-hmm. want folks when they support us or sponsor us to know that money really is being used for what you intended, which is going out and, and serving families right here in Middle Tennessee with this yep. diagnosis. Good for you. I know we say that Middle Tennessee, but not everyone knows what that means. Maybe could you mm-hmm. share some boundaries or which parts of the state would can be considered Middle Tennessee? Yeah. And if anybody's interested in that, I actually have a map. I don't have it in front of me, Matt, but if you think about uh, going up to the border of uh, Kentucky, uh, I've got Clarksville, Ashland City, Dixon, go down into Murray County, of course, Davidson, Williamson, Wilson, Rutherford, head over towards the plateau, but that's where I meet up with the, the Cumberland's office. And then mm-hmm. south of me, we have an office in Tullahoma, but all of the 16 counties right around um, Davidson, Nashville, and then going out, you know, a couple of counties kind of all the way around that are the ones that the Middle Tennessee office covers. Okay, that's mm-hmm. perfect. And then how would people get involved? Where would they find you? Um, where would they be able to look this up and, and how's the best number to reach you guys? Okay. So our, our website is www.alztennessee, spell the whole word Tennessee out. Okay. So alztennessee.org. The Middle Tennessee office phone number is 615-580-4244. So folks can always call me. My email address is just my name at tnalls.org. So it's Cheryl.Blanchard at tnalls.org. And of course we have a Facebook page and I put everything on our Facebook page. That's Alzheimer's Tennessee Inc. Middle Tennessee. So a lot of upcoming events are there. A lot of our fundraisers, we do fun things like all go out to eat at a, at a restaurant and that restaurant has given us a percentage that's coming up at Radish there in Franklin. So all that information is on there. And of course, you can uh, contact me, email me if you'd like to volunteer, have a very robust email list, but I only add people to that if I know it's okay. So anybody who wants to make sure they're getting all of the emails about upcoming events, whether it's an educational workshop, a a fundraiser, a fun event, I'm happy to add folks to that email address anytime so they don't miss anything. That's great. Well, Cheryl, thank you for visiting with us. We really do appreciate it. Most importantly, we appreciate who you are. Um, because if you wouldn't have done this job, we know you would have been doing something where you help people. But the good news is you're helping people that really, really need it. And that's that's amazing. 
Thank you, Matt. Yeah, that's amazing. So thanks again for watching this episode. Please reach out to Cheryl. We'd love for you to support her and her organization. It's an amazing group. And please make sure you check out the next episode of the Serving Senior Podcast. Thanks again. Have a great day and appreciate your time. Hey, this is Matt Helton with One Trust Home Loans, home of Retirement Mortgage Solutions. And we really do appreciate you checking out the Serving Seniors podcast today. Now, please go to the description down in the body uh, of the podcast where you can subscribe to get future shows. Please click that notification button so you get notified when other shows drop. And also, if you can go to servingseniorspodcast.com, and we'd love to hear a comment about our show. We have a heart to serve seniors, and we have a heart to make sure seniors don't just survive retirement, don't just get by in retirement. We want to show seniors how to thrive in retirement. So if you know of anyone that's 55 and older that could use some extra cash flow, maybe the retirement's not going the way that they like, our retirement mortgage solutions are designed for folks, depending on the state, they're either 55 or 62 and older, to make sure that they have that kind of retirement that they want. As long as they own a home and they're in a good equity position, there could be some solutions that they may not have thought about, or maybe they've thought of and they just didn't know how they work. That's what we do. So anyone in that age group that could use some mortgage advice, my team and I would love to be able to help them. Thanks again and look forward to seeing you on the next show. Have a great day.